You are listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. Awaken Church is a diverse community of authentic love and hope, where you can belong, believe, and be renewed along the way. A few years ago, I saw a movie that's called Mystery Man. Now, I give you a disclaimer. This is a silly, goofy comedy movie, and it's really silly. But here's the here's the synopsis. Champion City has a superhero. It's Captain Amazing. But when Captain Amazing is captured by this villainous Casanova Frankenstein, that's a great name for a villain, right? Casanova Frankenstein. This this band of quirky weirdo rejects. They're they're kind of they're motivated to prove themselves as true heroes and they have superpowers like throwing silverware and bowling and using a shovel and getting angry. <laughs> they find themselves moving from zeros to heroes. These guys that they just didn't fit in became heroes. Have, have you ever felt like you didn't just, like you just didn't fit in? Well, the question becomes, do we let this shut us down? Do we do our best to conform or do we just be ourselves anyway? So for a couple of weeks, we're going to be looking at a couple of lesser known characters and their stories found in the scriptures. We're calling this lessons from the lesser known. And, to, and today we're looking at Jephthah. And you may or may not have ever heard of Jephthah. Um, he went from zero to hero, much like these mystery men in the in the in the movie. Um, his story is found in Judges chapter eleven. So I'd encourage you to to grab a Bible or, or turn on your Bible app and join me in Judges chapter eleven as we read this story of Jephthah. So the Israelites, the people of the the children of Israel, the people of God, they were led by a series of judges, and they kept turning away from following God. And they would find themselves in, in a lot of trouble with, uh, you know, with, with their neighboring nations. And then they would turn back to God, and then they would turn away from God. And then they found themselves eventually uh, being captive, being held in, in, in trouble with the empire of the Ammonites. The empire of the Ammonites. And it is this setting that we find the story of Jephthah. It's Judges chapter 11, beginning of verse 1. So the, now Jephthah of Gilead was a great warrior. He was a son of Gilead, but his mother was a prostitute. Gilead's wife also had several sons, and when these half-brothers grew up, they chased Jephthah off the land. You will not get any of our father's inheritance, they said, for you're the son of a prostitute. So Jephthah fled from his brothers and lived in the land of Tob. Soon he, he had a band of worthless rebels following him. At about this time... The Ammonites began their war against Israel. When the Ammonites attacked, the elders of Gilead sent for Jephthah in the land of Tob. The elders said, Come and be our commander. Help us fight the Ammonites. But Jephthah said to them, Aren't you the ones who hated me and drove me from my father's house? Why do you come to me now when you're in trouble? Because we need you, the elders replied. If you lead us in battle against the Ammonites, we'll make you ruler over all the people of Gilead. Jephthah said to the elders, let me get this straight. If I come with you, and if the Lord gives me victory over the Ammonites, will you really make me ruler over all the people? The Lord is our witness, the elders replied. We promise to do whatever you say. So Jephthah went with the elders of Gilead, and the people made him their ruler and commander of their army. At Mizpah, in the presence of the Lord, Jephthah repeated what he had said to the elders. Then Jephthah sent messengers to the king of Ammon. Asking, why have you come out to fight against my land? 
The king of Ammon answered, Jephthah's messengers, when the Israelites came out of Egypt, they stole my land from the Arnon River and the Jabbok River and all the way to the Jordan. And now give me back the land peaceably. Jephthah sent this message back to the Ammonite king. This is what Jephthah says. Israel did not steal any land from Moab or Ammon. When the people of Israel arrived at Kadesh on their journey from Egypt and crossing the Red Sea, they sent messengers to the king of Edom asking for permission to pass through the land. But their request was denied. Then they asked the king of Moab for similar permission, but he wouldn't let them pass through either. So the people of Israel stayed in Kadesh. Finally, they went around Edom and Moab through the wilderness. They, they traveled along Moab's eastern border and camped on the other side of the Arnon River, but they never once crossed the Arnon River into Moab, for the Arnon was the border of Moab. Then Israel sent messengers to King Sihon of the Amorites, who ruled it from Heshbon, asking for permission to cross through his land to get their destination. But King Sihon didn't trust Israel to pass through his land. Instead, he mobilized an army at Jehaz and attacked him. But the, the Lord, the king of Israel, gave the people, gave his people victory over King Sihon. So Israel took control of all the land of the Amorites, who lived in that region, from the Arnon River to the Jabbok River, and from the eastern wilderness to the Jordan. So you see, it was the Lord, the God of Israel, who took away the land from the Amorites and gave it to Israel. Why then should we give it back to you? You... Keep whatever your guy Chemosh gives you, and we'll keep whatever the Lord our God gives us. Are you any better than Balak, son of Zippar, king of Moab? Did he try to make a case against Israel for disputed land? Did he go to war against them? Israel has been living here for 300 years, inhabiting Heshbon and its surrounding settlements, all the way to Elar in its settlements, and in all the towns along the Arnon River. Why have you made no effort to recover it before? Therefore, I have not sinned against you. Rather, you have wronged me by attacking me. Let the Lord who is judged decide today who, which of us is right, Israel or Ammon. But the king of Ammon paid no attention to Jephthah's message. At, the time, at that time, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah, and he went throughout the land of Gilead and Manasseh, including Mizpah and Gilead. And from there he led an army against the Ammonites. And Jephthah made a vow to the Lord. He said, if, if you give me victory over the Ammonites, I will give you the Lord, I will give to the Lord whatever comes out of my house to meet me when I return in triumph. I will sacrifice it as a burnt offering. Now, that's going to be a part of the story we don't get into, but it turns out to be a bad vow. So Jephthah led his army against the Ammonites, and the Lord gave him a victory. He crushed the Ammonites, devastating about 20 towns from Arar to an area near Mineth, and as far away as Abel Karamim. And this way, Israel defeated the Ammonites. Okay, so quite a story going on here. And uh, here's our big idea as we kind of we're gonna dig deeper into this story and, and look how lessons we can learn from this lesser known hero. God turns rejection into redemption. That's, it, that's, that's our big idea. God turns rejection into redemption. Now, we all know rejection. We all know rejection. There's this famous um, missionary, this famous preacher, this famous, uh, you know, uh, uh, orphanage starter. I don't know what the right term is for that. Named George Mueller. And George Mueller was he was, a, was born in Prussia in 1805. And in his early life, he was a thief. He was like his his story, his memoirs tell that in his early life, he was a a wicked 
wicked young man. He, and he was like, I was the, the biggest thief there was. And this quote of his says, he's, when he, uh, he was made a pastor, he said, I thought no parish could, would choose me as their pastor. I renewed my profligate life afresh, though now a student of divinity. I had no sorrow of heart on account of offending God. He's like, I've, I, I went through the motions and I was a thief and then I kind of kind of went through the, the, the education of this. And I really, at the time, I really, I felt rejected. I felt rejected. Mueller felt rejected by his family, by his religion, by himself and God. What, what can you do when you feel completely rejected? Well, Jephthah was a reject. He was considered a child of shame. His mother was a professional outcast, a prostitute. Jephthah was, was to be one, his life was to be one where he, he would be reminded of his parents' sin over and over again. And he would be denied any inheritance. So he's, he's kicked out of his home. He's kicked out of his town. Jephthah had to fend for himself. Now, apparently, this was something he's pretty good at, because it, the scripture tells us soon he had a band of worthless rebels following him. Now, in the Hebrew language, this word for this this group of men, this group of men is called a rake, rake, and a rake means empty of worth. Here's this group that's empty of worth. In other words, without property, without home, without. A pretty direct English word would be zero. Zero. These were zeros. And Jephthah was the leader of the zeros. This is the, those who eventually became Jephthah's circle. All they all knew rejection of some kind. Everyone who came to follow Jephthah, they knew rejection of some kind. Now, everybody faces rejection at some point in their life. It's its effect on our behavior can be minor or it can be major. Rejection will beat a person down. It, 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 will, it, will, it will tell you no one wants to hire you. It will say no one cares about you. Rejection will make you think that, that, that everybody thinks bad about you. Nobody likes you. You're alone. And we have to handle that rejection. Here's, way, you know, here's the ways we handle rejection. One thing we, that we can do, and a lot of people do this, they allow it to drag us down. We can, we can choose to allow rejection to drag us down. It hurt. I get it. I get it. And it's okay to get down, but you get dragged down. You can't stay there. <clears throat> Rejection can, if you allow it, can drag you down. can also handle it uh, this way. We can choose to compromise to fit in. And that's what a lot of folks do. It's, that's what we, we find, uh, you know, you know, stories of that, right? Where you didn't fit in. There was a rejection there and there were some compromises made just to kind of fit in. I think it takes us back to middle school, high school. You know what? You 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 don't want to be rejected, and you kind of feel like you are, so you make some compromises because you want to fit in. Or you can handle rejection this way: we can allow it to strengthen us. We can allow rejection to strengthen us. Jephthah chose to allow rejection to strengthen him until he was known as a leader of all the other rejects. And also, verse one of the chapter we read here in Judges eleven, very first thing: a great warrior, Jephthah, who was a great warrior. Such 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 was the case so much that the writer of this story makes it the first thing we should know about Jephthah. He was a great warrior. Okay, I'm going to tell you a story about Jephthah. The first thing you need to know is he's a great warrior. And by the way, he was a reject because his mom was a prostitute. He was a reject because of his father and his mother's relationship. So look, gang, even Jesus himself was rejected by many. 
Jesus, Jesus is very familiar with being, being rejected. Most significantly, Jesus re- was rejected by the religious leaders of his own people. And in Matthew 21, Jesus calls them on their, on their rejection of him. And he tells this story. And then these words, he says in Matthew 21 42, Jesus asked them, didn't you ever read it in the scriptures? The stone, the rejectors, the stone, the stone rejected by the builders has now become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous to see. Jesus is referring to himself as the rejected stone that has become the cornerstone. He says, you reject me, but I'm the stone that anchors the foundation of that true faith in the kingdom of God, and that's what this is built on. So remember, Jesus faced rejection, and he knows how it feels. He knows how you feel, and and he also wants you to trust him enough to allow whatever rejection you may face to strengthen you. So that you can make a positive impact. You may or may not believe that in this moment, but it's true. You can make a positive impact. Let me take you back to George Mueller. His story says that he was a reject, rejected by himself, his family, and God. And at age 20, he learned to pray. At age 20, he says, at age 20, I learned to pray and began to change things. And here's an, a, another quote from, from his books is, The longer I go on in this service, the more I find that prayer and faith can overcome every difficulty. I learned to pray at age 20, and the longer I go on in this, the more I find that prayer and faith can overcome every difficulty. And George Mueller, through prayer, his life began to turn around. He began to open orphanages. He was famous for opening these orphanages. Who has God placed in your life to make a positive impact upon? See, George Mueller began to make a positive impact because of prayer. And he opened these orphanages to make a positive impact upon uh, children who had no families. And who has God placed in your life for you to make a positive impact on? So the Ammonites, they begin their war with Israel. When, when this happened, the elders of Gilead, Jephthah's home, they sent for Jephthah. Come be our commander. We need your help. This story is crazy, right? And Jephthah's like, wait, wait, wait. Aren't, aren't you the ones who rejected me and drove me out of my father's house? <laughs> the, the Hebrew word for this is, is ha! <laughs> yeah, Aren't you the ones who rejected me and drove me out of my father's house? Ha! <laughs> yeah, you're tripping. You're tripping over there. Yeah, you're capping. You're capping. So, so the truth is, the people were desperate. I look back at the end of. If you look back at the end of Judges ten, the chapter right before this, Judges ten eighteen says that the leaders of Gilead said to each other, "Whoever attacks the Ammonites first will become ruler over all the people of Gilead." And they said they had said that, and they waited, and they waited, and these leaders, they said to each other, go ahead, no, after you, no, 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 I insist, after you, oh, I simply couldn't, you go ahead. Apparently, not every one of these leaders, not even one of these leaders, stepped forward, because in just a short time later, we read that they're basically begging Jephthah to come lead their army. Now, now Jephthah, I I can only imagine suppressing a smirk. Maybe he didn't suppress it at all. He responded positively as they confessed, we need you. And he says, will I really be your leader? Will I really be your ruler? A lifetime of rejection would make you question, right? 
Jephthah, Jephthah didn't want to be ditched as soon as the crisis was over. And in verse 10, the elders made this covenant before God that, that should Jephthah lead them to victory, he would indeed be their, re, their, their ruler. Never let the rejection by some prevent you from making a positive impact. God has a plan for you, and in spite of any rejection and pain and hurt you've encountered, his plan for you is beautiful and holy, and don't miss it. Jeremiah 29, 11, some of you guys' favorite verse, for I know the plans for you, says the Lord. My plans for you are for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. I want you to hear this, and, and I know that no matter what anyone has said to you or about you or what or what's been implied to you or applied about you, no matter what you've convinced yourself of, God has a plan for you, and it is that you will play a vital role in someone else's life. Because we are redeemed for God's glory. We are redeemed for God's glory. This is not about my glory or our glory. It's not about your glory. It's about God's glory. This is where redemption, this is what redemption is about. You know, George Mueller, this this missionary, he went on travels. Uh, so, so, you know, many, many, many travels, missionary travels. In 1875, at age 70, he says, at age 70, he's been to 42 nations, including the United States. And he's spoken three million times. Three million times. He, this once reject was now bringing the glory to God. This once zero was now, for lack of a better term, a hero. How does the once rejected bring glory to God? Jephthah, Jephthah immediately tried to solve the conflict with the Ammonites, with diplomacy. He sent two messages. He sent them, and then he waited, uh, waited patiently for the response. Jephthah wasn't afraid to fight, but even as a great warrior and a noted rebel, he understood the first righteous response to wrongdoing is not revenge, but forgiveness. Jephthah understood that. This is a good leader. So when the king of Ammon said, give us our land back, Jephthah replied basically the story that you find in, in Numbers 20 to 21. If you look at like this, what Jephthah's reply is, he's, he summarizes the story of what happens, and we find it recorded in, in the book of Numbers, uh, verses our chapter 20 and 21. He basically says this, get your story straight. We need to make sure we do this. Get your story straight. When you're facing with rejection of some kind, you're facing with a struggle, there's something against you that you that someone has or you feel like someone has, you know what? Get your story straight. All right? And then he, what else he says? He's like, don't he tell he tells the people, get your story straight. He says, get over it. Get over it. <laughs> What's in the past is in the past. Rafiki would say, it doesn't matter. Look, this look. Jephthah's like, dude. It's been three hundred years. Get over it. And then he says, you need to get with God, and that's what we need to do. Get with God. Of Jephthah, he's like, how about we keep the land Yahweh, the one true God, has given us, and you keep the land your God, Chemosh, gives you. He's like, Chemosh ain't even a real God. You ain't got nothing. You bring glory to God when you get with God. So get with God. The king, the king paid no attention to Jephthah's message, and Jephthah led, he led his army against the Ammonites, and the Lord gave him victory. 
And if we're not careful, the rejection of others can cause us to feel or think that God rejects us too. But nothing could be further from the truth. God wants more than anything for you to know He accepts you. He wants you to know He accepts you. Colossians 1.13 says, For He has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son, who He loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. And God wants you to know, no matter what way you have been or feel you have been rejected, He is ready to welcome you. I love these the, the words of the song, Redeemed. The, 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 the words say, because I don't have to be the old man inside of me, because his day's long dead and gone. Because I got a new name, a new life, I'm not the same, and, and a hope that will carry me home. I am redeemed. You set me free, so I'll shake off these heavy chains, wipe away every stain, because I'm not who I used to be. I am redeemed. Maybe, maybe for you, this is a reminder that through Jesus, you are redeemed. And that you can make a positive impact. And all this is to bring glory to God. And maybe you have never experienced the beauty of redemption. Maybe you have felt rejected and not good enough. I want you to know that this is your day. And this is your moment of redemption. Something that may help is to take this next step. Just something simple and practical. Something that maybe you haven't done ever. Or maybe in, at least in a very long time. I want you to make a positivity list about yourself. I'm not asking you to post a bunch of fake stuff and 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 and, and do stuff like your your Instagram, like mine. <laughs> it's it's all, just the highlight reel. But I do want you to say, be able to look in the mirror and find some positive things about yourself. What are you good at? Well, how has God blessed you? Count those. Count the blessings. Count that. Count. Make the positivity list about yourself. There's, there's, there's a time and a place. There's a time and a place for dealing with shortcomings and acknowledging. We acknowledge that none of us are perfect, but we also, in the midst of this, we need to understand that God has created us and God loves us. God has rescued us from the dominion of darkness. He's brought us into the kingdom of the Son, who. He loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So, Father, we thank you for forgiving our sins. We thank you for that we have this rescue from you. You, you have rescued us from ourselves. You've rescued us from the dominion of darkness, and you have saved us unto yourself, the kingdom of the Son, the kingdom of Jesus. And we have redemption. And so we thank you that we have redemption. We thank you that you are God who forgives sins. And, Lord, we confess we need that forgiveness because we are sinners. But Lord, we don't have to be. We don't have to continue to live in sin. We can live redeemed, changed, and made new. We don't have to be the old man, the old woman inside of us. Because you make us new. And Lord, for some of us here right now, we're feeling rejected. And probably for good, for good reason. We probably have been on some level. But you are the God... Who takes the zeros? You take the you could take a uh, you could take the rake and turn them in to heroes for your glory. And so, Lord, as we live and move and breathe for your glory, may we find our hope and our strength in you. In Jesus' name, Amen. 
Thank you for listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. It's our hope that you have been encouraged by today's message. Find out more about Awaken Church at awakenla.church or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Awaken Church LA.